Welcome back to Becoming You Again. I'm your host, Karen Nelson. I'm a certified divorce confidence coach, and this is the podcast where I teach you how to reconnect with yourself, create emotional resiliency, and live a truly independent life so you can have an even better life than when you were married. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of Becoming You Again. I am your host, Karen Nelson. And if you don't know already, I am a divorce confidence coach, and I work specifically with women who are struggling after divorce. I teach them how to be confident, how to create emotional resiliency, how to feel independent after their divorce, and in this new life that is ahead of them. How are you all doing today? I hope that you are having a beautiful day. The day that this episode comes out will be on the 4th of July, and in America, that day is Independence Day. It's the day that we as Americans celebrate our independence as a country. So hopefully if you're in America, you're enjoying good food and fireworks or doing something fun. Because it's Independence Day, I wanted to talk about independence after divorce. I know right now this idea of independence can feel a little out of reach for many of us. And I don't really want to get too political on here, but with the overturn of Roe by the Supreme Court a few weeks ago, many women are feeling like our rights, our independence is being taken away. And we're essentially being told that we don't get to decide for ourselves what we do with our own bodies. And so when something like this happens, it leaves many of us feeling stuck or uncertain and even helpless in our own lives. And I know that there are a lot of women in this country who don't feel much like celebrating independence for this country because they have these thoughts and feelings like it's all being taken away. And this same idea shows up for women after divorce. Because for however many years they were married, they forgot how to live independently. This totally happened to me when I was in my marriage. And so when a marriage ends, they feel stuck, they feel uncertain, they don't trust themselves, and they feel uncertain of what the future even holds. And they can even get to this place where they feel helpless because they don't know if they can make it on their own, right? They don't know how to make decisions. They're scared of what might come and celebrating themselves or celebrating that they're out of a bad relationship or that they've created some kind of freedom for themselves just doesn't seem that great of something to celebrate. And so the question that I want you to ask yourself right now is, how can I lean into the independence that I have now that I'm divorced? When we go through challenging things in our lives, we can look at all the hard stuff and wonder, why is this all happening to me? Or we can look at it and think, how can this be an opportunity for me to grow? And I know there's a million other ways that we can look at these these situations, right? These challenges that we go through, but often we think in these terms of black and white. And so it does sometimes come down to why is this happening to me? Or how can this be an opportunity for me to grow? And regarding independence after divorce, I want you to know that right now is your opportunity to use this independence to feel free, to feel capable, to feel connected to yourself, to use it to feel confident, to build confidence in who you are. You're in a space right now out of divorce and in this new beginning where you get to choose what you want your life to look like and you get to move toward that every single day. And so the first thing that I want you to do that every woman who is divorced needs to do is define what it means to be a divorced woman. 
you need to do this for yourself. And here's the really great news. This definition of what it means to be a divorced woman can be whatever you want. You just get to make it up. Who do you want to be? How do you want to think about yourself? What do you want your life to look like? Take all of the best things that you want and write it all down. And that is your new definition of what it means to be a divorced woman. I'm not kidding you when I say write it down. This can be like the outline of who you're moving toward, of who you're becoming in your life. Hang it up, see it every day, read it every day. Use that as your intention of the kind of person that you are becoming. This will be your first step toward feeling independent after divorce. Have a focus of the person that you want to be and start to become her as you live your life. The next thing that I want you to start doing is start making decisions. Now, I know this can be really tricky for a lot of divorced women. I know for me personally, it has been a challenge that I continue to work through and work on every single day. Because when I was married, I got into this habit of deferring all of my decisions to my partner. I adopted this story that like my ideas and my opinions and my decisions, they just weren't right. They weren't good enough. He didn't like them. He would often put the blame on me, or at least I was telling myself that story. I don't know if this happened every time and maybe it did and maybe it didn't. What matters is I came out of my divorce, not being able to make decisions because I didn't trust myself. I just would never choose anything because I thought that I would fail or people might not like it or they might be unhappy with my choice. And so I just wouldn't make decisions. And because I had created this habit while I was married, this didn't magically disappear when I got divorced. I still had a hard time making decisions. And so this habit of not making decisions, it came right along with me after my divorce, right? Because my brain came with me. And so making decisions and trusting yourself that you can and that you know what is best and right for you, it may not come easy. But this is something that can be learned. I promise you that. And this is what I had to do and it's what I'm continuing to do and it's what I continue to help my clients do. And it's what you are going to do as well. So today we are going to start, you are going to make one decision. Now it can be big, it can be small. You get to choose, but decide on something today. And the only rule is that you pick and then you don't change your mind. You pick and you stick with it. This is going to be very uncomfortable for a lot of you. I want you to remember this. Just because something is uncomfortable doesn't mean that it's wrong or that something has gone wrong, okay? It just means that in this instance, with decisions, you're not very practiced at it and it feels really weird. But I wanna add that the more decisions you make, the easier it becomes and the less uncomfortable it feels. The more habitual it will be and the easier it will be for you. And I also want to say that, of course, moving forward, you can always change your mind at any time after making a decision. But if you're really in the space of even struggling to pick anything, I don't want you to pick something and then change your mind right away. Because all that leads to is being wishy-washy and not trusting yourself. And so while you're building this muscle of making decisions, I would offer that you not allow yourself to change your mind right away, okay? When I first started doing this exercise of making decisions, one of the very first things that I decided on was to buy a couch. My ex was moving out and he was going to be taking the couches. I was going to buy something new. And so the kids and I went to the store and we sat on a ton of different couches. But there was one couch that I really liked, the kids really liked, 
but it was big. And I just wasn't even sure it was going to fit in the space. And it was kind of pricey, but it was fine. I was going to make it that part work. But I was mostly afraid of like, is it going to fit in the space that we have? And I really hoped that it would because it was like the perfect couch, the exact kind of couch that I wanted. So I was determined to decide and not defer this decision and not to take it all to all of the people, all of my family and friends and say, what do you think? Should I do it? Should I not? What do you, should I keep looking? You know, all of the things that we do when we're trying to make decisions, we get all the outside information. All I really needed to make this decision was to find out, will this couch fit? And so I got the measurements, went home, measured the room and realized this couch will totally fit. So went back to the store and purchased it and I bought the couch. I made a decision and it felt so good. I felt so empowered to have stepped into that role of, I can do this for me and it doesn't have to be right. It doesn't have to be wrong. It just has to be what I am choosing. I love this couch so much to this day. It is one of my favorite things. And I know that it's because I made that decision all by myself, for me, from my knowing. And so now it is your turn. I want you to feel that empowerment that comes with making decisions, okay? Now, you don't have to decide on a couch, but pick something, literally anything. Go to a restaurant and decide on something to eat. Decide on a movie to watch with your kids. Decide on what to make for dinner. Decide on whether to get a pet or not. Decide to join a gym. Decide to start a savings account and how much money to put away each month. Decide to dye your hair. Decide to start loving yourself. Start with something and make a decision. This is powerful and it will give you a strong sense of independence after your divorce. And the last thing to really lock in that feeling of independence after divorce is I want you to start celebrating your decisions. Celebrate your wins. Celebrate you. As women, we are taught from a very small age that we are supposed to be quiet. We are not supposed to take up space. We are not supposed to be too loud. We are not supposed to brag or tell people our accomplishments. But what I want to do is help you break all of that down and get rid of that programming altogether. You are allowed to take up space. You are allowed to make noise. You are allowed to do things and be proud of them and tell other people about them. You are allowed to celebrate yourself. And this celebration can literally look any way you want. But choose something that gives you a little bit of a dopamine hit, okay? So something that makes you feel good in the moment when you give yourself a shout out. You can give yourself a high five. Either use your other hand or do it in the mirror. You can clap for yourself. You can say, great job. I am so freaking proud of you. You can give yourself a little hug. You can do a little dance to yourself. You can pat yourself on the back. I personally have this move where I kind of punch my arms and hands forward in front of me several times in a specific rhythm. It's almost like I'm hitting a punching bag, but it's way more fun than that. My boyfriend calls it the Karen dance. And it's my way to celebrate me. I do it when I'm excited about something that I've done or something I'm about to do, or when I just like did something during the day that I'm really proud of. I do that little dance. So pick something and then when you do something on your own, when you make a decision, when you accomplish something, literally anything, I'm not even kidding you, anything big or small, celebrate, celebrate you. Here's some examples that you could use. Did you pick up the kids from summer camp or school? Awesome. Give yourself a little celebration, whatever you decided on. Did you decide to get your car washed today? Great. Celebrate. Did you take a nap because your mind and body needed it? Perfect. Celebrate. 
You don't have to wait for a specific day of the year or a huge milestone to take place for you to be able to celebrate you and your accomplishments. I'm giving you permission right now to celebrate as often as you want. And I actually want you to do it more often than you think is necessary because what you've been doing is probably no celebrating whatsoever. And so you think that maybe like one or two times is like enough or too much. I want you to be doing it literally all day long. Brush your teeth. Great. High five yourself in the mirror. You put on some makeup, you got dressed, you vacuumed the house, you took a drive, you made dinner. Like, I don't care what it is. You start celebrating you. You are worth it. And I promise you that you will start to feel independent. You will start to feel confident. You will start to feel worthy. You will start to feel loved by you. You will start to understand that you are worthy of this independence. And it's a good thing in your life. I know how important these celebrations are in developing the skill of feeling independent, of feeling confident, of building a strong self-esteem, and truly creating that self-love for you. And you might think this is stupid, or you might think this isn't going to make a difference, but I want you to know you're wrong about that. It's these small, seemingly insignificant steps in building our character that change how we think about ourselves and how we see ourselves. And that ultimately is what creates a feeling of self-love, a feeling of self-acceptance, a feeling of confidence, and a feeling ultimately of independence. Have a beautiful rest of your week, my friends. I love you so much. Bye. If you like what you heard on today's podcast and you want to know more about working one-on-one with me, you can go to www.karennelsoncoaching.com and schedule your free consult to find out more. That's www.karinnelsoncoaching.com. Thanks for listening. If this podcast episode agreed with you in any way, please take a minute to follow, rate, and leave a comment. And for more details, make sure to check out the show notes by clicking the link in the description. 